Well, hello, this is Shane from Heartlines. I hope you are well. Now, this is episode 43. I spoke to a another local Tala man. He's brought up in a place called Brookfield. His name is Michael Yare. Well, Michael Yare, he is an actor. He is living in London now. He just talks about his formative years being brought up in Brookfield and Tala and then going into academia, so college. And then from college, he went on to become an actor. So he got, he got involved in acting and stage. And now he's he's been involved in TV and movies. Uh, such as some of his work includes Fair City, HBO's Game of Thrones, more recently, Lone of Duty, and many other parts along the way. And we kind of went on a little journey through his career. It was just like two strangers meeting. It was a very fun chat. So I hope you enjoy this episode and getting to understand Michael as a person. Again, if you have any friends who like podcasts, share with them i appreciate getting more listeners and getting more feedback as this podcast grows now once again guys my name is shane uh, this is heartlines i won't leave you any longer so go on enjoy the episode and i'll talk to you later bye bye all right guys you're very welcome along to episode 43 of heartlines this is shane here hope you're having a good day today's guest is an actor some of his works include fair city Game of Thrones. He's also from Tala. His name is Michael Yare. Hello. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you doing? Hey, get man, brother Yare. I've been trying to find you for a while because I reached <laughs> out to you. No, no. I reached out to you about November time. When you come on the show, I was like, you know what? I was <laughs> like, totally yeah, I was like, a I was like, is, is, Michael, is, is Michael available? He's like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes me sound like a snob, actually. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I'm only joking, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, your, uh, your, the agency, Amy's been very helpful. Um, just yeah, she's great, man. C- connecting you uh, to me because um, you're a big shot, and we'll get into that very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that might make me sound like a tail. <laughs> Funny joke with you, but um, I, nah, I'm delighted, man. I'm, I'm yeah. happy, like, because she she'd meant it to. I was like, oh yeah, I want to do it, like, because yeah. you know, it's like as a talent show. I was like, oh yeah, we'll do yeah. something for talent, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Hundred yeah. percent, man. Repping, man. Repping. <laughs> yeah, you're you are from Tala, so where 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 would you grow up yeah. in Tala? What part? Of um, Tala? I'm in Brookfield, Tala. Um, okay. I got there when I was about twelve years old. We come from like my parents have come come from Nigeria to Ireland. Like, okay. Sort of the like the early to sort of mid eighties. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, like I like I was in in Ichikar beforehand. Mm. I lived in a few couple of places like Ballyferma. Like yeah. Ichikar Road was the first, was where I was born. And then we moved to Ballyferma and Landon Road. And then we moved to St Michael's Estate in Inchicar. So yeah. I grew up in some of the sort of let's just say um they made like sort of Peckham look like Knightsbridge. Um, <laughs> a couple of those sort of areas actually sort of uh, interesting areas. Then I moved to Tala actually, and like my family are still there actually in Brookfield Tala. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got there when I was about eleven or twelve, and I don't know if you know, I went to St Aidan's National School. Uh, you know, in Brookfield. No, I don't know St Aidan's. Well, no, I don't. I don't, I don't really know that. See, I'm from Ailes. Uh, Apparently, I'm posh, but I don't know. You uh, are yeah. posh, mate. You're Ailes, <laughs> man. Yeah, you're new to the tracks, mate, man. <laughs> that's fault. That's fault, Alan, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, I mean, yeah. Now, um, stories are here from up. Brookfield, the Kilnard, and our world. Yeah, down the road. Jobs yeah. down, man. Yeah, yeah world wars away, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, and it was just, it was great growing up there, actually. It's sort of like, that's what I've always loved about those areas is that the, the, I, there's, there's nothing. They never judged it in the color of your skin. That was brilliant. It was always about mm. merit. Like, if you were yeah. a clown, you're a clown. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, people never believed me when I saw it. I was like, nah, <laughs> literally, I didn't experience minimal racism was growing up. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I hear stories of other sort of, sort of black British actors here, and they're telling me getting chased by skinheads, when I was like, what? Like yeah. nothing, nothing yeah, yeah. like that at all. Yeah. Like, like it was it was great. Like you had a couple of little scuffles in your brain. Everyone has a mm. scrap, you know what I mean? Mm. I remember my first day of school, someone had said something, my first day in Aidens actually, 
I can't remember. I don't want to name him. He'll remain, he'll remain nameless, of course, actually. Like, we're mates, like, now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, embarrass him. Yeah, yeah. But I've already said something stupid to me in class. Like, I remember, you know, I'm going to see you at the school. I'm going to bat you. And I was just, and, I was, and the, like, the class, like, what? First day of school, wants to have a scrap? Because he had yeah. a wafer outside the school gates. Yeah. And, I, and that's, <laughs> it's weird, but that's how you sort of solve things back then. <laughs> do you know that way, actually? Like, now, like, I don't know what it's like now, actually, but there was, there was a bit of honour in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I don't know how you get away with now sorting stuff out with your fists, like, but it was sort of like, it, it, it's, it's, that was the, the area you grew up in. Do you know what mm, I mean? Mm. And, and he very quickly got respect that way because they sort of saw, oh, okay, he can handle himself. He's all right. Like, he's he sound. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but growing up there was brilliant. Like yeah. some of the, like some of my really good mates are still there, and I still hang out with them. I still talk to them. You know, I've got WhatsApp groups or something. You see what I mean? Like, um, like even though I've been here for ten years, I don't forget any of them at all. You know that way? Like they're, they're, they're like Talas. Like the growing up in sort of working class areas, but like in Talas, predominantly a lot of my life. It, it builds you up for this industry in a sense, like because you need that thick skin and that rejection. Do you know that way? And also, you know, when you grow up, you sort of there's a level head in this about it actually people might talk about the stuff you do that's like in my mind like oh yeah it's a job it was good crack that's what it was i got to meet these people work with these people mm. it is what it is i just mm. prepared did me best and you know see what happens and and, and, and sort of growth and talent sort of helped shape me in that way and the people i grew up and the people i hung out with it was really good and you know but look like my parents are great as well they gave me that freedom to sort of explore and sort of be a kid in the sense you know that way yeah, so yeah yeah, Tallow was dead. So you're living over in London now, is it? You're over there ten yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm over there ten years now. Actually, yeah, I sort of like. Or something misses we just we just moved outside we just bought outside of london so yeah yeah yeah. but like we're not too far we're only like 40 minutes in it's only 40 minutes in the car and straight into london for any meetings it's very easy like you can jump on the train and yeah can be in like london bridge in 40 minutes like so it's it's not too much but it's just it's out of sort of it's out like in a rural let's say rural part i'm in kent mm. now actually um a lot it's, it's sort of a world away from where i grew up like you know a lot of people would say it's posh i'll just say like it's all right <laughs> it's good crack actually uh, just hearing the birds chirp. I'll say that to me, to me ma and me, um, and me sisters and me dad. Just hearing the birds chirp in the morning's great crack. <laughs> uh, yeah. London's such a big place, man. I've only been, I've been in London a few times, man. I don't, I don't know really? if I could live there. It's such a fast pace. No, you're, you're spot on. Actually, like when I first moved to London, like it's gas. Like I lived above a pub mm. um, called the oh, King's Arms, just on Rupel Street in Waterloo. Okay, and um, it was like it's an Irishman that owned a Johnny Mac. Um, he's got a lot of pubs around London actually, but he was really sound. Looked after me when I sort of first got there, put me up in a room. Yeah. Just when I started trying to get my foot in London, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I worked in his yeah. worked in his bar as well. Yeah. And like and the thing about it is I was like I was in Waterloo and Waterloo was mad central. Not many people. So when I first mm. got there, it was weird, not many people knew. I was like, yeah. like you could walk across Waterloo Bridge and you're in the West End. Like yeah. it was that it was mental. Like you could walk like seven minutes across the bridge, you're in town center in the town, and you're sort of seeing all the bright lights and all the all the theatre and it's it's just london like it, it's it's brilliant actually it's a sort of like you know <laughs> for laven talents like bright lights but mm. you, you don't really get cowboy that because you sort of in my mind i was like i'm here for a reason i'm here to sort of yeah. get my head down and sort of you know get auditions and book jobs and try and create a career over here in a sense actually and i, and I feel pretty lucky actually with the sort of lot of the work i've done over the years that i've managed to sort of carve something out you know yeah. what i mean so like sort of touch wood as they say long may it continue but yeah like it's it's one london's a funny one for a lot of people like you know some people don't enjoy the fast life they sort of you know you get a couple people come over here do for a bit like oh you know it's it's, it's a bit too much and they yeah. go back home there's no shame in that at all yeah. absolutely yeah. no shame in it at all and then some of it was i just reveled in it man i just i really mm. enjoyed it i just enjoyed the madness enjoyed yeah. the chaos actually it's probably where i grew up that's why <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I wouldn't say. Well, I'd also say I think anyone who who's brought up in Tyler or comes from Tyler, um, there's a certain groundedness about them. I know myself, yeah. and I've I've worked in cruise ship. I've lived in Edinburgh for a few years, and I always had to help that help that ground itself. Again, the pace of maybe even Edinburgh is like a mini London, but I don't know if I'd enjoy yeah. it because London for me, I, I'm a very personal person like yourself. And yeah. I want to be knowing the people around me, whereas in London, everyone's just in a rat race. You know, you might yeah. you might meet your soulmate on the subway or the, the, the you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. The tube, yeah, you know what I mean? Or you might yeah. get, a, uh, you know, you might get a grope off of a hot woman you're never going to ever see again. You know what I mean? It's all it's all very intimate, you know, in a, a rat race of, of a city. I'm used to, you know, I don't know what how big tally, about 200,000 people and everyone. I think it was, that this was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it depends where your party are from. And sort of, yeah. that's a funny one, like everyone sort of knows everyone. It's weird, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it, yeah. It's a, is always a funny one. Like, like I think once you go to the playhouse, I don't know if that's still, I don't know, it's closed now. Oh, that was, that was the place, <gasps> man. That was the place, wasn't it? I worked, did I tell you, I worked there actually when I was did younger. You? I did, yeah. I worked there from real young, like probably 16 to about. 18, 19, I worked in the playhouse. What, just picking glasses yeah. or what were you doing? Oh, man, I was a barman down oh, yeah. in Bar Tree. Yeah, yes. down in Bar Tree, man. Slugging out the, like, what you call them? The, um, the, oh, the fat frogs. Oh, yeah. Whipping out the frog. Yeah, man, the oh, old smear well. voice, Bacardi, Breezer and Wicked. I'll that tell you one wicked. thing. <laughs> Tala misses the playhouse. I know it was level four oh, and those. all that, but Tala missed the playhouse. That was the, <gasps> the crack on Thursdays and Sundays. Thursdays. They were nice. Yeah, the two, the two yeah. euro, is it the one yeah. euro drink or one pound of one, drink was a Sunday yeah, night? something like that. It was crazy, but it was just so much fun. And you, didn't have to go, you didn't have to go to town, like get the bus or whatever, the night link or whatever. And, and Tala's, I go a bit away from town, you know what I mean? So you're like, that, oh, but Jesus, that's yeah. the thing. But the thing about it, it was a very sort of, what's the word I could say about it? It was a lovely nightclub, do you know what I mean? It was, it was. very, it was very, it was just nice crowd, nice mm. people. You have to give the bouncers their credit. They were able to sort of, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff in a sense, you yeah. know, that way. But you always had a lovely sort yeah. of crowd and, and, and the atmosphere was great. I think it was Andy Preston was the DJ on Sunday nights. Oh, I did. No, no, yeah. yeah. No, he did. So he did Saturday nights. Sunday was it, nights yeah. was was Wicker Willie. Do you remember Willie? No. The maniac. Yeah, the California gang in one time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Jesus. Remember that show, California? Could you imagine? Oh, I no. think, I don't know, if I, gave, if I gave you that kind of budget and a place up in City West, you'd be on it. You know what I mean? You'd have a <laughs> yeah. great time. You know what I mean? Whatever, I, mate. I think everyone, because you're not much older than me, uh, you know, and um, I'd say we'd all have a, the crack. If someone gave us a, a, a place to stay and the plaza on tap, you're going to have the crack. You yeah, won't, of course you are. Okay, you won't do the stuff they get up to because your parents are watching, but <laughs> yeah. you'd still have the crack, you know what I mean? You'd still be out the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Yeah. Like, the Friday yeah. nights are always quiet in the playhouse, but the Thursday nights were epic, man. Yeah. Saturdays were great crack, but Sunday was just bedlam. Absolute yeah. bedlam. Then yeah. Willie would just jump on and just do the maniac at the end, even though he's just, ah, he's a great DJ. I had some great stories with Wicked Willie, man. I remember he had, what car was he driving at the time? It was, I think it was either a Honda Integra, or it was like, oh, Toyota. It, was, it was real it was a sports car was yeah, yeah. I can't remember it and I remember like I think he had a couple of jars that night and he said mm. I said to him glad I shot your motor like do you know what I mean he's like oh yeah yeah here's the keys he sat in the passenger and I chipped his alloy as I was coming out because remember the car parked down on the ground floor yeah literally it was so tight oh yeah, Goes yeah, down, yeah. So, and when you're going around I chipped it off like the middle sort of pavement and I remember this one like like he was, but he remember the next day he says, like he said something like something like cost me five hundred quid. To fix Jesus, that. Yeah. But he let me because he liked me. Like he's like, I oh, don't yeah. worry about it. It's it's fine. Like you know what yeah. I mean. But was like you know, like he was like he was like he had a few quid on him. Like so he was fine. 
But, but you, were say, you were saying there about, about uh, the plaza, the wheat from the chaff. Well, I know the Brookfield are, are the chaff and, and like the... <laughs> the <laughs> you know, no, but you know you're in. You get also... Yeah, I know what you mean. But you're right. People just come, and no matter where they're from, in Tala or even the surrounding areas, and it'd be really trouble. There was trouble. Those double doors were used. They would ram through them into the, into the car park and see you later. You wouldn't see them for dust. You wouldn't see them, the exactly. And the cop shops were And the cops the road, was just across the road. So that was the beauty yeah. of it, actually, that yeah. you wouldn't have those sort of problems. Yeah, because you had the cop shop right across yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that happened. The, the police were right That's there it. in two seconds, man. Oh, They'd have you out in your rear. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant, man. But the security were really good. But not even just, like, from Tala. Like, I, like, I knew, like, sort of, you know, people that came even from Leopardstown mm. and Black mm-hmm. Rock used to come down to the yeah, playhouse yeah. just because of, like, Andy Preston or Wicker Willie, you know what I mean? Like even mm. 98 FM. But yeah. again, like there was a lot of sort of big name sort of radio DJs that performed there. And that's why I had that reputation, but it was a really good one. Yeah. You know that way. And so it was something to be proud of. But the fact that it's gone now, like it's yeah. it does, yeah. The playhouse, like talent misses the playhouse, man. Yeah. Oh, those are the days. It, it was a day as well, because as well. I went I went to I went to college in Tala, so it was handy enough. Oh, well. did you go to IT Tala? I did, yeah. Oh, marketing yeah. at the time, yeah. yeah. What was it, 2008? I graduated. You know what I mean? I, I went to I went to UCD instead, actually. I've, I've got a degree, yeah. I've got a bachelor's degree in computer science. So right. I'm a Java programmer. Okay. I've got a, I've got a master's in business management from yeah. um, DCU. Okay. Yeah. UCD was was unbelievable. Like my dad, because sort of education, you know, especially in an, in an African family or mm. an immigrant family, it's mm. quite a big thing. I just remember, like, just my dad had said to me, "I'll go to Trinity because it has that reputation, it has that yeah, name, yeah. and I had yeah. the points for it. I got really good leaving search." And I remember thinking, like, just like, oh, I want to go UCD, and and it, it, this might sound a bit sort of um, oh, might sound a bit sort of a venal's award, but I sort of think I went there just because. You've always heard the sort of rumors that the girls are unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? That was, it might sound really sort of like vain or crass or something, like, but but that was that was <laughs> I think that was I don't know what time I tell my dad that, but that was part of the reason that was edging me there. Uh, it's like oh, I probably just want to go there, but yeah. it's a great university, irrespective of that. Anyway, actually, I think that's like that was a part of that. But I've made some unbelievable friends there that are like mates of mine till today all of them are um and i said computer science actually so like java programming and like the first year was a lot of maths science and and so and just like just programming like java i was doing at the time and i sort of i did all right i did quite well like i got came out with a degree at the end a decent degree actually mm. but i just remember during it actually a sort of how can I describe it actually it, it was it was very technical actually but at the same time it was, it was I kind of weirdly understood it Do you know that way like I wouldn't like I wouldn't remember a lot of programming now if someone put it in front of me like I, I'd sort of I haven't I've been away from for so long but it, it, it was more the case that like it was a great university really good people you got so many people from all walks of life I think in my, in my class like you had so, like friends of mine from Clare or Leitrim or Limerick or you got some like already were my good friends from Belfast um you got people from all over the country that sort mm. of was in yeah. in this particular class of ours yeah. actually so like and they all came from like some of them were you know some of them came from families that are quite affluent some of them didn't some of them came mm. from working class families just similar to mine so like it was it was a beautiful mixture actually and I just remember when I was in there I remember doing the fashion show the UCD fashion show actually and that was because I've always sort of oh, I don't know what it is actually I don't want to say it's sort of that 
it's that look at me gene is that what it like some people sort of have that like you sort of like oh god i could do that that'd be a bit of crack and i remember julian benson was sort of producing this show actually and um he sort of like i remember just going for the audition you have to walk up and down show a little bit of personality and i just remember getting the show and the show ended up being in the rds like in front of 10 15 000 people like it was an incredible feat and it's once you got on that stage like just something takes over like adrenaline uh, you just like you know what you're doing but you do it in a way that you you try and entertain people and you sort of got bitten by that bug. I just remember every year I was, I was in UCD, like I did my degree for four years. I did the fashion show for three of those four years. And I was just, it's, it was so, like, I just made friends for life just from different departments, different areas. Just, I remember um, her name escapes me actually. She was um, Miss, like Miss Ireland actually at the time, actually. Rosanna Davidson actually. Oh, I remember okay. doing the yeah. show with her. Like yeah. she's sound, absolutely yeah. sound. And you got like Ros Lipset, you know what I mean? Another sort of fashion model who's, who's really, really good. And a lot of really good fashion models came out of that particular university that particular fashion show okay. like i met my, one of one of my really good friends actually um owen mackin he's like he's a he's an actor director he's done loads of stuff you know he does a lot he's done a lot of stuff for like sort of net, network television in america but i made some great friends like technically friends for life usually was sort of usually was sorry the fashion show was a start of it and i was just sort of trying to figure out actually what is it i want to do you know do i want to be a model and i did a bit of modeling anyway mm. as well do i want to be performer as a dancer did a bit mm. of dancing and and sort of I, I just remember going to this gig it was actually it was like a drinks reception i went and i met this director nigerian director called bc adigun and i remember having a great chat with him and um he sort of talked to me like what's, what's the word he sort of said to me like you know you, you know you, you got the gift of the gab i'm really enjoying your company do you want to do a play and um i was just sort of like like do you want to do a play like do i really want to be an actor and um i sort of like okay fair enough like give me give me like you know let me think about it you know i mean for a few minutes and i sort of like like do i want to be an actor i don't want to do this so i was like okay cool i'll you know I'll, I'll give this a go like you know what i mean and the play was basically i don't know if you heard of the kings of the kilburn high road I have. I've never seen it though. Yeah, it's 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 like it's it's it was basically sort of about you know Irish immigrants in a sense in London trying to make their way you know trying to make money trying to make their fortunes because they left Ireland to make their fortune they find out that the many years later actually they're still doing the same thing they're doing they've not really made their fortune and they're sort of you know sitting in, in this pub and it's over this one night actually and basically one of their friends have passed away and they're having away from in a sense basically BC wanted to do it with sort of Nigerian actors instead and that was his idea and I remember thinking like you know okay, this should could be a lot of fun, actually. And I ended up playing the lead in that play. And um, it was really, like, that was sort of my my first sort of bite of the cherry to go, oh, I really enjoyed this, actually. And he, the way he he sort of molded me in that play, like, he just told me everything, where to stand, how to say a line. He was so sort of specific about what he wanted. But I think he, I think he wanted me in a sense because I could do what he wanted rather than sort of ask questions and go, well, I'm not sure about the direction here. I was very much like, yeah, I want to stand this way and project the line this way. I'm like, all right, cool. Not about it. Mr. Director, yeah. no problem at all. So I remember we did that play and oh, like it did quite well. We had it in the Fringe Festival and did really, really well. And, um, you know, got nominated for Spirit of the Fringe and, you know, you had like really good reviews. And I remember, I think the last play, last day to play, um, the casting director of the Abbey Theatre came to see it. This is your national theatre. And I remember mm. having a conversation with her and she's sort of like, you know, I'm doing this play in the Abbey Theatre, School for Scandal. Would you be interested? You know, I'm going to come and audition. I was like, okay, hey, why not? When the audition, it was with Jimmy Faye, who's another fella, fellow Talaman um, director, um, mm. brilliant director. You know, I think he's from your neck of the woods, actually. I could be wrong. He might be from Old Bon, I think. Yeah, and he's directing it, actually. And um, yeah, he cast me in it. And I played this guy called Trip to Serpent, who's like the sort of comic value in the play. And um, 
working in the Abbey Theatre, you're, you're working with these actors that studied in RADA or mm. Lambda or these really big, like these really big institutions. And I sort of like me, almost like a blow in is a word I use. <laughs> Start coming in and like, you know, how did you get in here? Like you had mates of mine that were actors as well. Time to like, how have you gotten to the Abbey? Like you've yeah. not, like, how did you get there? How did that work? And I sort of like, well, it's been sort of chance, you know, did this play, etc. But I remember being in the room doing rehearsals and these great actors are sort of like, so where did you study? I was like, nowhere <laughs> just saw me in this play and he brought me in and uh, there, was, there was zero snobbery like you know there's zero snobbery about her like oh that's brilliant that's great you know that way and the actors are incredible too like I just felt like I was a sponge just learning from every single person just yeah. watching out how they move how they say their lines how they hold themselves their preparation it was almost like it was like it was like a like for me it was almost like it was like a master class in theatre because there's some of the best yeah. names in Irish theatre were working there you know you're Nick Dunnans of the world and um uh, and then uh, Tom Von Lawler was in that play funny enough um he played Nidge, Nidge in, yeah and, oh yeah and, yeah and he and, was in my yeah. and he's like yeah. he's very like uh well-spoken like in real life and when you put yeah. friends in the Nidge, like really you know this guy he's such a, a good like uh, method actor in a way you yeah know? He's, he's really good into character you know that's the word like and I, I like you can watch his process and his process as an actor is so interesting mm. i just remember like he just i think he just come out Ram, rada i think at the time when he did that play i think it might have been his first or maybe his second gig maybe okay this is a long time ago like this this is might have been 16 17 years ago okay like was that far yeah, yeah. um but like i just might just watch and he's just great actually like he's just brilliant to watch and just, everybody was brilliant to watch but i'm a bit of a joker as well like that is sort of you got that like the devil in you <laughs> yeah times. but well, that's, that's the thing, because like I've only met yeah. you today like, <laughs> yeah. in, in person, and uh, yeah. you are a joker. But I'm sure like you're serious when it comes down to it, and that's what, oh. and, and that's what uh, any director or or, or casting director will see. You know, this guy, he's going to pull it off. You know, and that's what you want. Yeah. You have if you have to pull it off when the when the camera's rolling or when the you, you it, do you the know. work beforehand. That's yeah. the thing, actually. And yeah. A lot of people say like, do you want to go to sort of acting skills like no i don't think i'm happy with the journey i'm taking mm. i can learn from these really brilliant actors yeah and there's a ever like a lot of the, like a lot of these actors they're what i'm sort of looking for is that they're, they're normal you know what i mean they do the work but they can have a laugh at the same time i've been so blessed with the people i've worked especially a lot of the, the names of worked but especially in theater or mm. tv or film mm. like every single one of them they they try and impart their own knowledge they're so open to having discussions none of them are closed at all they're really like oh so what do you want to get out of this where do you see us at in five years what's yeah. your plan like they, they 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 think very strategically not strategic is the word but they think very much like that of a long term and try to keep that longevity in this career because it's such a precarious sort of arena to go into that totally yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's important that you have your wits about you that you're mm. also you're as thin-skinned as possible mm. but I, I just remember sort of doing that and then after that I'd sort of worked with BC a couple of times I'd, I'd gone on sort of tour with him in Chicago you know went to the UK went to the UK with this play and and, and then I think after that I think I'm trying to work out I did I think I might have done Get Richard Die Trying I think that was the very first TV or film thing I did and that I remember Frank Moselle cast me in that I think that might have been the back of me doing the play. I'm trying to, but it's so weird. I'm trying to sort of place everything. But I just remember being on the set with like with Terrence Howard and, and 50 Cent and yeah, yeah. Jim Sheridan was a director. I was just like, this is 
deadly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, that way, I seen yeah. you were uh, uncredited in the uh, yeah the sound the sound engineer, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. Though, even to be even to be mentioned in uh, for that film because it yeah. was a big blockbuster film like a biopic of uh, Fifty Cent. You know, Jim Sheridan, yeah. just a well known, well established, oh, he's brilliant, versed kind of director. You know, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant actually. And just getting to watch these people. Mm like on set actually it was such a it was it was a weird way the way it happened actually but i was so grateful just to be there just to learn from them all but yeah so it was a great actually as a sound engineer yeah, yeah it was good it was really good fun so did you end up going on and and, and go and getting uh, some accreditation or some kind of uh you know gaiety like, schooling or no like, like i i did like i did like i did i did a couple of night courses actually i did like it wasn't like no accreditation like but it was just more sort mm. of training do you know what i mean like yeah, sort yeah. of one, once a week i done that at the M- mpaa Yes. And that was with um, Eamon Farrell, actually. That's his school, actually. And and sort of, and um, it was really good. They sort of, sort of taught you the basics, like how to hold, hold, hold yourself, how to, you know, when you're reading dialogue, how to approach it, you know, given mm. different ways to sort of, to get yourself into a scene. So like it was mainly sort of day courses, night courses I was doing while I was in university too, because I wanted to, in a sense, I wanted to keep my education sort of, look, if this doesn't work out, I think we all do it as a fallback plan but and and i think some actors sort of said like when you take that fallback plan away you get to focus you know on what you want to be as an actor but i think it worked different for me that the former fallback plan in a sense was great but at the same time it allowed me to give me myself that ability to be more creative that ability yeah. to to go for things more mm. that that's what i felt having that behind me actually having that security in a sense from training point of view it was quite it was a part of it actually but a lot of the, the majority of it was mainly just being on set and working with these incredible people that were just so open they all yeah. are you know up, up until now like I even i think i so i think i did a couple of plays and then i ended up in thinking fair city was after that actually you know and that was an incredible experience what was that like? Because you're working like first cities, like it's it's the longest like running Irish. Run so. Now, so you're you are there for a while. So how did you find out? What what was that experience like working with all these kind of well established kind of Irish actors? Brilliant, and I've they are some of the hardest working actors in the country. They really truly are, mm. and and sometimes it gets a really unfair sort of reputation, which I don't think is I think is completely bonkers. If you see how these actors work, like basically you're doing five scripts a week in a sense i think it's three to five scripts a week and you're talking about nearly three hours of tv do you see and the yeah. amount of dialogue you have to learn the preparation you have to go into the sort of just sort of figure out where your character is from an art point of view the amount of work and depth and and preparation that goes into it they just deserve a lot more like i don't know what the reputation is like at the moment but i just remember at the time when i was doing that they deserve a lot more respect than they got back then that was mm. my view like a lot of them are friends of mine so like i'm very close with maclean burke Vic Burke yep. and Sam Corey. I'm really like they're three mm-hmm. very close friends of mine. You know what I mean? Like I text them quite regularly. Do you know what I mean? I'm very close with them, and like again, made friends for life there in a sense. And I, I, I think from doing that, it sort of gave me the grounder for what it was like to work in a machine, to be able to have the confidence to go on to other bigger jobs. We see where I'm coming from. Like, like yeah. First City is a massive job in, in its own right, but I think I think bigger jobs is the wrong word. I think more to go on to, the, to other jobs that are quite of a similar nature, but of a same sort of similar architecture similar machinery you see where i'm coming from and and having that that sort of ground in, in a sense learning on st- on set learning from these really brilliant actors brilliant irish actors you know and and you know executive producer i think was bridget of course i think i don't know if she's still there at the time but again you know getting the leadership from her they're not afraid to have conversations just say look i think you should mm. do this next maybe try this you know try different things to try and 
you know mix up the character a bit so you're sort of like oh okay cool so there's that bit of direction for you to take home and try and, and work with it and work hard on it so it gives you the ability to you know to learn your lines to, to make sure you're on your cues you know to make sure you deliver lines in a specific way to make sure you, the intention is there it's just it, it it's an incredible it's a machine and 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 it was a great for me personally a great sort of great a learning hub in a sense just to learn from all these people and understand what it is to make a tv show what it is to make a film the work you have to do the people behind the scenes you know are working so hard you know you've got to match that or even surpass that to ensure that what they're the work they're doing behind the scenes and a lot of people they need to get more credit I always say that people behind the scenes are the ones that make you look really good they do all the hard work it's up to you to go in there and equal that or maybe surpass that like yeah. well, i should say surpass that you know what i mean make sure the work they're doing is not in vain yeah so yeah that, that like working that wasn't quite incredible and i've been able to sort of go on to other sort of tv shows and movies and yeah. and other theater gigs it's just brilliant i might be rambling on a bit I, have yeah. you much, much west end since you're in london um no i haven't I've not, I've not done anyway. I've sort it's, it's weird. I've been sort of, I've been working more on TV and film. Yeah. Um, so since I come to London, actually, it's been more sort of like hundred percent. I'd love to go and work theater here. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but I've, I've been sort of quite lucky that like when I moved here, sort of, I think the first job I did over here might've been Toast in London um, with Matt Berry actually and Arthur Matthews of the Father Ted yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very smart, very smart guy. Really nice guy as well. Again, so open to sort of imparting yeah. his sort of knowledge on that. I think and then I think in the episode that I was working with Michael Ball, I think actually. Um the singer, is that right, Michael Ball? Oh my God, yeah, I, I, I suppose yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah, and, and so my character was <laughs> was based on a specific black British actor I was thinking about. I don't want to say his name, you know, but I sort of based my character in him actually. But it was I I remember um I remember when I got the job actually. Oh, I remember I auditioned for it actually and I had to use an English accent actually and like my English accent is actually quite yeah, it's yeah, okay it's possible I've watched a few things and yeah I think you, it passes very well actually yeah yeah, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, yeah no no like, and I'm, I'm quite happy because a lot of like you know I've got friends when I said ah, you know that know me they're like oh mate fair play to you because you know you're in certain shows that like you know they like and your mates are sort of like oh mate I really like the show please be good in it do you know yeah. what I mean like please <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't ruin it for me actually <laughs> so like so there's that pressure there's that added pressure there as well so yeah, yeah. It, when i did when i did that i think it was i think michael coming was the director and um i remember coming on set actually i sort of done the, the audition of my english accent didn't even bring out my irish accent at all sort of hid that and i got onto set and uh, michael sort of comes to you going you know how's it going michael you know you know in his english accent sorry how's it going yeah all right welcome and i'm like, here's me coming out all right bud what's it correct thanks for having me <laughs> that way and <laughs> He, I, I, he froze for about five, six seconds. He sort of looked at me. So anyway, since we're going, oh, have I cast the right person? Do you know that way? Just in his head, like. And um, I just remember at the rap party actually, um, because I went around and he just came up to me and goes, "I want to apologise for our initial sort of meeting because when I saw your tape, you know what I mean? It was just like it was flawless. But when I met yeah. you, it threw him completely. And yeah. he said, "I'm so happy you sort of sent it in your in your English accent because it would have been very hard for him to disassociate." you know me you know yeah, me, yeah. you know the precarious yeah. to the character that i was playing so yeah. but I've, I've always sort of had a decent ear for actually accents actually and I, I don't know where that comes from it's a funny one i just i work really hard at them I, I try and listen to somebody i really like that's accents i try and listen to somebody i really really like and try and mimic them 
Okay. And try to do variations of them if I can. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the key to, I think my in is try and find someone you really like. I think that's my example. I tell everybody, like, find somebody you really, really like, an actor you like or somebody you like or anybody in any walk of life and listen to that person as much yeah. as possible. Well, I know? think I think you really like them. And also when, you, when you're looking at them, you, you want to inspire to be like them as well. You know, like you don't want to, yeah. you don't listen, you don't want to try to mimic someone you hate because you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we start speaking like Clint Eastwood. I hate that guy. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but you want you, you, you sort of it's a funny one actually because you don't want to make sort of judgments on the people you're playing mm. either actually because there's, they've got different motivations you know that way yeah <clears throat> it's, it's more of a yeah it's more of a case to try and find that voice that you, that would sort of that helps you sort of explore the character a lot more and that's yeah. like if you see a lot of the jobs i've done actually I, i've never used my own i can't remember the last time i used my actually i do remember the last time i used my accent no probably fair city yeah. might have been the last thing i used okay yeah, yeah 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 I'm, to, I'm, I'm trying to scratch back now actually how far maybe paula for bbc i think i'd use when i played a solicitor okay maybe the yeah, it, yeah. well not it's, it's very very rare because i tend to do a lot of british american yeah. productions the british and american productions so then you don't want to sort of you know sort of come out like you don't mm. want to sort of use your own voice in which you want to try and because like you always feel like when you use your accent your own voice you're sort of playing yourself a bit mm. there's something there's something in that actually i always think actually but when you're trying to do accents different accents you're trying to portray something so it's 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 a world away from who you are so you want to try and get as far away from you in a yeah, sense yeah, as yeah. possible it's an accent sort of help with that yeah in, in a sense yeah it's kind of escapism you're escaping your, yourself yeah. which you're, you're bringing yourself from you know from who you are but you're also escaping your accent you know a little bit yeah yeah that's the beauty of it actually as well like so yeah in terms of the jobs i've done actually i think i did that one and then i did utopia with rose leslie which was great that was an Amer- I had to use an american accent with that and that was great fun um it's a great show actually i think it was for channel four that might have been mm. i did it just lots a lot of tv that's what i sort of tend to do actually you know i've been doing some stuff with sky worked with hbo worked with itv bbc yeah um, I, I've seen you. I've seen you in Neverland. That was cool. Reese Iffins. Yeah, yeah. Reese Iffins actually. Oh, he is an absolute. He's a hero, man. Yeah. He's a rock star. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. And like, yeah, like, like, I, I, he's just a brilliant actor to watch him. Like, I just mm. remember what, like, I, like, I working with him. But even because we did a couple of a few scenes together, just to watch him in the scene, just how effortless it is for him. Uh, it, it truly is like for those actors of that level like you sort of you want to get to there do you see what i mean yeah, yeah. and, and, and he, when you're watching them on set you know what they've done to get to that level it's 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 a ridiculous amount of hard work these guys are not complacent they're really yeah. not these yeah. guys and women should i say are not complacent at all they, they, they mm. really do the work they don't sort of turn up rock up on set and hope for the best and see what happens they're really just like they don't like the night before like any shoot like they're in bed at you know eight o'clock they're in the hotels room seven eight o'clock you know either reading the lines preparing running it you know the, the different ways that they're different ways of prep- preparing and on set wham they're yeah. in it you know what i mean they're ready to rock you know and you have to be the same now you have to make sure that you are just as ready. You, it's 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 weird for me because when I'm on set with like you know these really brilliant actors, it's sort of like you don't want to mess up. You don't yeah. want to be that guy that drops lines. You don't want to be that guy that's mm. holding everything up. You know what I mean? You want to make sure first scene, wham, you got a good one in the can. You're ready. You know that way, and you have that, and that's and and sort of 
like there's, there's for me there's no trick in it actually in a sense it's sort of just being prepared as prepared mm-hmm. as possible there's mm-hmm. no such thing as over preparing that's a good thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean but there's some actors actually that you end up working with that just love things that happen quite organically you know what i mean like you know like i always remember actually like oh god i think i'm i'll go and drop the names here but t peter dinklage is a brilliant one you know what i mean just like from game of thrones actually he's an absolute freaking hero i say that they're all heroes but these actors they're just there's no ways and graces and there's no ego solid hard work it's brilliant yeah, you know yeah. because sometimes you watch them like ah oh, you know but it's not as easy as you think they, they they make it look easy because the preparation they've done beforehand you know and and sometimes like you know like <laughs> when you work with work at peter actually you know you're trying to you know you're trying to maneuver in certain like i don't know you saw the scene on the beach and I have, it's, yeah. you, you, <laughs> you got... line again i got the line right here it's uh it's, a funny... <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not the dwarf slides um is it yeah yeah is that the one? Oh yeah, yeah god yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i remember it's and sorry it, it's just his quick way he's like think again you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so do you know what he's so well, we did that actually like because it does this, this, the like game of thrones is a funny one for me not in a mm. it was freaking brilliant absolutely but i never get nervous ever and people don't believe it so i never get nervous when i go in any sit i booked the job i'm ready to go but on this specific job i just remember just going into hair and makeup and and, and sort of um and costume and every single person kept on saying to me oh, you do know this is the you know the biggest show on the planet it's the most pirated show on the planet they kept on saying that to me mm. and i just remember thinking in my head just going please don't do that do you know what i mean i'm yeah, sort yeah, of aware yeah. of the scale that's okay yeah. but it's weird how that gets into your mind because i never used to I've like you do like big projects, you're like, oh, this is grand, this is fine. Uh, it never gets into my head. But when someone's just whispering it, just a little uh, sort of you're like, oh, please don't do that. I already know the scale. But then it gets it, you start thinking about the enormity of it then. And yeah. then when you see when you're on the set, you're like, you're having all these, you know, three cameras, four cameras hovering around you. You got a drone hovering around you, like they capture everything from every angle. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is this is absolutely mad. Mm. Like, how have I bluffed my way here? <laughs> And you were coming in a bad in, way. You were coming in the fifth series, so it wasn't like it was yeah. series one, two. It was, no. it was like it was, it was, it was flying. It was, it was, it yeah. was going like a freight train. You know, like yeah. it's one of like the most heralded kind of like I would one of the shows on the planet. Yeah, shows HBO yeah. like HBO, HBO has many big shows, but HBO this was a, a knockout really box office. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, to be part of that world. Oh, absolutely! Just to be part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can people will, will reach, that with you. reach out people to you. People always like, remember yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People always exactly. talk. I always yeah, yeah. That always get yeah. people always quote those lines to me when yeah. I see them. Like you get the odd people. You get like it's funny to get people a person that recognizes you from it. It's funny. It's yeah. a weird one. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what I mean great crack yeah but you get me you know, my old mates do it to me as well it always makes me laugh like you're like oh that's great you know what I mean and they, they, but they have a chuckle to go ah oh, dude yeah. fair play to you man that was deadly <laughs> when you were getting when you got the call like because because yeah. you you obviously you treat every job the same you know you put mm. the same kind of hard work into it but HBO and HBO come knocking and say look we've got this um Game of Thrones thing coming up one audition audition you got the call describe that moment you, when you got the call were, were you elated were you like okay you know the job in the books i better better mark that down on my calendar christ do you know what it's so funny we said i was trying to remember my because I, I was trying to remember my sort of reaction at the time it was real nonchalant. i was more like uh, oh sound thanks that's great cool uh, where am i going 
that was Richie wasn't yeah. like oh my god freaking out like oh. I didn't think I just thought it was a oh, nice one that's another that's another job ticked off ready to mm. go she's saying mm. that's another one boxed off yeah you know what I mean I, I didn't think of it as I didn't think of the scale or enormity of it at all it's just like this is a job I'm gonna go and do this and yeah. do the best I can you know but when you see the scene and see who you're working with you're sort of like Ian Glenn Peter Dinklage mm. you know what I mean um Addy you know what I mean triple a like you know what I mean you're just like good solid character actors that do just incredible work and just have to they're just so open they're so open to telling you it's just the amount of knowledge they impart on you you know what i mean they're not afraid to tell you everything do you see what i mean then like i always think the best actors in the world like for me the ones i've worked are the ones that are not afraid to tell you this is what you need to do mate to get to here this is who you need to talk to you see what i mean they're not afraid yeah. to sort of tell you how your career because they think about it from a longevity point of view yeah. and how do you keep on working as much as possible and yeah. that's what and, and to be around that sort of brilliance it's i was like a sponge i was just listening to everything like peter dinglish like i sat down with him just in between takes just talking about life talking about work like he is one of the best actors like i don't work to somebody but i always put him up there he's one of yeah. the best i've worked and probably one of the best like, people say he's an incredible actor and yes he is just because of his hard work there's, there's there's no messing around with him you know that way he's ready to go you know that way i remember always saying that you know the scene like the way we try to do it a couple of times looked excellent when we saw it but during and we we're filming that like you know it was a bit messy and i just remember something he said that don't be afraid messy is good mm. messy is good don't ever try and play yeah you know, like oh my god i'm sorry you know somebody's like oh and he just said to me hey messy is good dirty is good don't worry about it and then, and then you're sort of like, oh, okay, because it doesn't matter if it's messy, because it's going to mm. look good. We'll capture, we'll capture something that we'll, we'll be able to cut in, you know, getting them out the cameras yeah. that are around us, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it does, he's right. I just, when I watch that, it goes, Christ, he's right, actually, messy mm. is good. Don't be afraid to be messy, do you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to think, oh, this is a bit awkward. Okay, cool, make it look awkward. It's real, it's a real situation, you know, mm. that way. So play it as real as possible. It, it's so funny, because, like, you know, you try, you know, as an actor, you want to try and finesse things. Sometimes finesse is not the best way. Sometimes messy is better, because it's just natural. And so, like, so the naturalness of it, so it's more sort of natural and authentic when you're doing certain things. Yeah. So th- those things I was doing was so natural. I remember just looking and going, Cross look very sort of laid back here. Do you know what I mean? And the character, but it's just like, I can't, like, not even thanking them, but it's just, just being around them was actually really brilliant. It's not something that you're awed by them. It's just that, it's just that more you appreciate their brilliance. I wasn't, I'm, I'm not, I'm never really awed by people. It's more that I just appreciate how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. And the hard work they've had to do to get here, mm. you know, that way. Mm. Um, so, like, even like so i worked actually straight after that i think i did a movie called morgan um with 20th century fox it was a studio film paul giamatti paul giamatti toby jones michelle yeah like um anya taylor joe kate mara like anya like anya from um queen's gambit actually she's a mate um it's just like work with boyd hallbrook just good they're all genuine they're actually genuine friends you know the people that you sort of like when you see each other it's not fake it's like all right mate what's crack you know it's it's real because we spend so much time working together and when i got i remember getting the call for that it was so random the audition was i just remember reading for it and i was just like ah forget about it and then i remember a week later maybe said to me they really like you for this I was like, what? Is that a joke? It's like, yeah, they really do. 20th century photo, the studio really likes you for this. I was like, oh, okay. So I remember just being on a on a Skype call with, with the director with Luke Scott. And I just remember just like, Christ, Luke Scott, man, like the Scott family, you know, like Ridley's producing this. And like, is this like, is this a joke? Is this mm-hmm. a really bad joke? Like, and I remember being in the Skype call and there's a couple of other producers that were there as well on the, on the call. And we didn't talk about the dialogue at all. We just talked about life. You know mm. what I mean? Just me, my background, you know, because... 
I didn't understand at the time. I was like, I was preparing to sort of read for it again, but it was part of a conversation about life. And someone said to me, like, you know, once I booked a job, like, God, but I said, if they're having, they're giving you a Skype call, it's the, you've got the job. They just want to, just want to see if you're a knob. <laughs> you want to see what per, sort of person you are. That's yeah. basically, can I work with this person mm. for three months? You know, that way, mm. are we going to click? Are we going to gel? And I just remember being on that call and just like, we had such a great conversation myself and Luke. It was just like, I look back in it, but I was like, this was great. And I, was, I remember speaking to my wife about it afterwards. She's like, what was it like? I was like, we just talked about life, yeah. where I grew up, my background, what I studied. We talked about his life, his wife, his kids, it just stuff. It was just normal. It was a very natural conversation and the producer yeah. from 20th century fox in la you know was on it too and like these are like they're no these are big guns like yeah. you know what i mean and but when i got on set once i got the job actually and i got yeah. on set and i just remember just going this is 20th century fox man have you got here son yeah. do you know that way but but it, 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 it's it's sort of oh, how can i describe it actually i met i have really good mates of mine texting me because they knew i was working with, and they're like dude yeah. dude dude what's it like what's it like what's it like and i was just like every single message everything was like i haven't been fired yet <laughs> <laughs> it was literally there's almost a bit of imposter syndrome about it but i knew what i was doing like i was mm. so well prepared for yeah, this yeah. job I played a guy, a guy called ted brenner who's like the project manager of this particular project you know that way of morgan and i oversaw absolutely everything and he had and, and basically my team was toby jones like and another incredible actor just a, and a nice guy funny funny as hell but just just they just they just I just remember one scene. I'll never forget it. I, I, I never, but just the way he did it, like because he 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 he's he because he, he sort of he studied at that French school, um, Lecoq. It's almost like a mime school. And I remember discussing this with him, like he's he studied sort of he studied acting. I think it was in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And he said to me that when he stopped studying, he was like, like he wanted to find something else that he didn't feel fulfilled after his studies. So he wanted to sort of find something that sort of gave him a bit more balance, a bit more sort of physicality. So. Lecoq is sort of a very, I think it's called Lecoq. Yeah, Lecoq. It's, it's a very, very famous mime school in France. And he went there and literally, he said it's like a light bulb, bulb bulb moment for him. He's just, I got it. You know, that way. And when you see him, he, he, he's so sort of, like, I don't know what the word I want to use. He, he's very, there's an energy to him, a real positive energy. And, he, yeah, yeah. and the sort of things that when he just, he doesn't like sort of walk into a scene, he bounces into a scene. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it's serious, he's bouncing. And when you're watching that change, you're like, oh my, this is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Like no acting school in the world can teach you what these different individuals can teach you. Paul Giamatti, like incredible actor, sideways. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. him telling me the story how he torpedoed the what the Merlot, the Merlot industry in California because of that line. He said, it's a real famous line. I'm not drinking effing Merlot. And I remember he said, literally, because of the movie the merlot industry just went really just, yeah and it, wow, because of that line and he it. just said the, that was like the power of cinema is what yeah. he said to me because <laughs> that one line he just yeah. destroyed the merlot like, or just zeroed out like just the yeah. stocks went down and he just said they were not happy with him for a very long time but just working that just that quality because he, he he's quite like like his acting is sort of sort of because there's a way that he delivers his lines there's a there's a wonderful cadence there's a wonderful sort of mm. rhythm to it how he delivers things and you're just watching him and he's just you're mesmerized not, not mesmerized the word i'll use but you're just more oh this is brilliant mm. this is like, it's like no one can teach you this and the, the amount of sort of and you take all that with you you take the bits of every single actor you work with you know even anya is the same because she played morgan kate mara all great and like anya was i don't know if you've seen the queen's gambit yet no, 
Haven't. Oh, you got to watch it, mate. She's absolutely incredible. It's one of the best things I've seen in a very long time. And she just holds it all together so well. So smart. And like working with her, actually, she's just a very, very smart like lady. Incredibly smart actor. Um, actress, sorry. Um, she's just brilliant. You know, that way and getting to work with her was absolutely, was, was in quite, was just brilliant. Just yeah. everybody, Michelle Yeoh was incredible. Rose Leslie, like I'd worked with her so funny twice. I'd worked with her on Utopia. And she, and like, and she's so sound that like, oh, hey, hey, what's going on? What's the crack? We're on this together. Not you again. Not you again. But it's so funny that like, it's, 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 it's not fake, man. These people mm. are so genuine. Mm. so genuine um and just like and, and like i always said like the best actors on the planet tend to be the ones that are the jobber ones the ones that tend to do the real brilliant character work they're just nice mm. people they genuinely yeah. are well the ones that the experiences i've had with them have been you know and and, and it's just like i'll never i'll never forget it like and and i sort of i sort of take it into me with everything i do now you know every job i do that part, i take bits from everybody you know what I mean? If I think something's a bit tricky, I'm like, Oof, what were he doing this? You know what I mean? Or what yeah. was she doing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, well, you know, yeah, what was she doing this? What was he doing this? And then you're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? You figure it out. You work it out. You know what I mean? When you're looking at now when I'm doing auditions or whatever, it's sort of, not that I, like, I've never really struggled, but now it's sort of, ah, boom, I know what I'm doing straight away. When I read something like, got it. I know what I'm going to do here. You know, I'm going to change it up. Cool. I know I'm going to adapt this into this and this. And when he cuts it, just looks the way he wants it. And that's yeah. why I've been quite looking at stuff I do when I look sort of back in the work and I'm like, oh, cool. I look okay, you know, that way because mm. I've been able to give the director different sort of mm. takes. So I'm looking at stuff going, oh, so he used that take. And when I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, oh, so they used that. Yeah. I know which ones they've used in my own head because I've sort of worked it out to go, you know, I've given them different things and go, oh, he's used that one. Did that one. And they're like, ah, cool, because it works like this. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 I think as an actor, you've got to be flexible. You can't be like, he, like, you can't have an ego to go well I'm only doing it this way and that's it nah you've mm. got to have the ability to be flexible and a lot mm. I think that and I think that mainly comes from the people I've worked over the years because every single one of them are incredible character actors and they're there's no ego they're incredibly flexible because they do the work you know what I mean they've learned the lines they prepare for the character they've you know they've, they've sort of done it in a way that you know like the one I would say actually is Peter Dinklage knew Tyrion Lannister inside out so if there was a line that he was fed, he'd go, nah, Tyrion wouldn't say that. And that's different because he's done this show for five years. He knows Tyrion inside out. Yeah, yeah, he knows his intentions. Yeah. He knows where he's going. Mm. So if a line doesn't sit right, he, he, he's given himself that room. He's given himself that license to be able to correct it. Yeah, you know, that way. So I, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. Like that's different. Like, you know, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's certain situations that you might go, well, I've, I've, I've invested so much in this character for the last three or four years. I think I know him better than I know myself. So I think I know if he said this now, then what happens? Like they're, they're already thinking down the road. What are the implications of that down the road? So that sort of like, I thought that was, that was something that stood out to me. I was like, oh, that is really brilliant. Mm. Like that's something I never thought of before. Yeah, Whereas yeah. <laughs> me, I'd be like, hey, I'll, do, I'll say that. That's not a problem at all. Whereas he sort of, you know, because he invested so much as an actor, as a character in this, but he's so, invested so much in this particular character. He mm. knows where he goes. He knows if he says a certain line, what's the what's the implications down the road? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And that's yeah. sort of... He's living that character, like he's been he through a lot, it. so he's feeling all the the pain that the character suffers. You know. Yeah. Now, let's stay with the 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 hit series. So, you, from one hit series of Game of Thrones, you were you were the slaver in the HBO series Game of Thrones. Now, more recently, you've actually worked with Line of Duty. That's the UK crime series. Talk about that. How, <laughs> how did that come about? It's that is so funny. I got. Whew. 
trying to remember now. We're in what 2021 now because I never really remember yeah, what the pandemic. That's it. Um, so it was the end. Of, I think it might have been the end of 2019, sort of start of 2020. Okay, like the sort of I got like, but I I'd read for a different part, mm. and um, this sort of tape came up my age. It's like, oh, do you want they want you to read for my duty? Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, and I read for it. And I didn't sort of hear black, I think, for about a week or two. And I just got a straight up offer. But it wasn't that part. It was Rick's. Um, mm. The character, like, he's like, he's like a Fed. He's like, he's the Fed rep that represents um, Kelly McDonald's character um, in those famous glass box scenes, actually. Like, they are legendary, you know. So to be mm. part of them is incredible. But the process itself is sort of, once I got the job, it was more like, oh, cool. Until I never thought about it's a massive show, the enormity of it it's so weird it doesn't doesn't really sort of come across my mind it's just like oh this is a great job but also i'm getting to work with some of the actors i really truly respect you know your adrian dunbar's martin comston you know anna maxwell kelly mcdonald you know truly brilliant actors and the way i see it is like i'm getting to work with people i absolutely respect i adore mm. so that's 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 the one thing i think it's a funny one that myself my agent we're current we're sort of carving this career where i'm just like i want to work with really good people and she's like yeah you know what I mean? Let's sort of, let's hunt that down. Okay. You know, that way, let's hunt down these parts, actually. You know what I mean? And I just, I, 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 oh, how could it, like, I just remember getting the job and like, I think it might have been the end of 2019. So I'd shot parts of it, I think maybe February, March of 2020 before lockdown. And it was like, I think it was one of the glass box scenes. I'm not sure which one it was. I can never remember. But then sort of filming sort of stopped because of, stopped because of the actual pandemic. So I didn't get back again until until August, I think August, end of August, September. And I remember just doing that. And I just remember just like just going from that into the pandemic. It's such it was a real big change, you know, in terms of what you could touch. You know what I mean? How you handled yourself, just being safe, not being able to talk to people or see people like they kept us in a bubble. And Jed, Jed is a doctor. You know, that's that's what like, I think he's a, he's a doctor boy. That's what that was his career before he became an incredible writer. And um, I, I just remember like um, just oh, what's the word I can describe it, actually. It's just the set was just like it was it was like it was like an enclosed sort of like disinfectant, you know, zone, like, you know, everything had to be disinfected. Like yeah, literally, yeah. like if I touched it, like, like if I touched a piece of paper, they were giving me disinfectant to clean my hands. The ventilation was incredible. Like all the windows were open, all the doors are open. And it was so cold um, <laughs> when we were filming and trying to do those particular scenes because they're really intense. They're, they're really, comp- like the sort of, they're all encompassing. And then I was, I was freezing absolutely freezing you know <laughs> i wasn't tough at all like you know what i mean like you know i had the water but like i was like oh can i get a like a water ball please you know what i mean can i get a heater please like it was so cold because all the windows and doors were open yeah. and you're trying like you know you're trying to tough it out but it's so hard when it's so cold when it's like minus one you know it's very hard to tough that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it was, it was just, just it, it was such it was such a protective scene i was saying to so many people that if you want to get tv or any film productions back on track go speak to jed mercurio mm. go see that set because it was the pinnacle of how it needs to be done it was just it was just, it was like a military precision everybody was on it the crew were on the crew deserves immense credit for being able to, to sort of to, to work within those parameters i have to say like absolutely incredible brilliant the art you know so the crew for me deserves massive respect the actors are incredible of course but it's the crew without them you know you don't have a show 
and that's a key to it. So I remember just like just being on that set and just being in a bubble, being away from everybody, being quarantined in the hotels and like it's 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 not glamorous. So really people think like as an actor, like when you go into hotels, you know, I've been quite lucky, I've been traveling around Europe and yeah, you know, I've been to the States and you know, I've been to many places actually, but it's not glamorous when you're living in a hotel. It really isn't. It's you're like four walls scratching the walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with your quarantine, you can't go anywhere, yeah. you know. You're like you got your laptop, your TV, and your phone. You're sort of trying to, you know, like this build this worse. You know, people are way worse situations, yeah. but like you know, but it, it's very it's it, it's tricky. Like you know, that way you're trying to entertain yourself. You know, while you're sat in your hotel room, not being able to go anywhere. And was it, uh, was it different? Sorry. Do you think was it different? Do you think uh, filming during lockdown for such a big show versus if you filmed it maybe a year or two ago, like if you got the part a couple two years ago for like. Yeah, three or four. Would you have saw more people maybe like clamoring around the sets and stuff like that, or would you see people clamoring around the sets normally, like when you're doing like films or? Yeah, you would or... actually because you like you'd, you'd sort of you'd have your your costume and makeup and so many people around you actually. Yeah. Even when you know, for example, like you know when like you know when some of the like makeup are touching screens because they have that screen where they're going through you know slide you know five or six when they're going through you know the interrogation or sorry yeah interrogation in the sense yeah yeah um in interview scenes actually like you know if you touch if somebody else touched that screen like just like don't don't put your hands on it can we get this this effect yeah like he was really on it like and that yeah. was brilliant i thought that was absolutely brilliant because like you're protecting yourself to go well you know don't touch something else that one of the actors is using not mm-hmm. in a bad way just to be a because they had to have that sort of that jeopardy you no know, that peril had to be there to understand that this is quite serious if you touch a screen and someone else touches it and this person's not you have covid that shuts the whole thing down yeah yeah and this is people's livelihoods we're talking about here so you understood that you needed to do your bit to make sure that you, you don't want to be the person that ruins it for everybody. You don't want to yeah. be that guy that catches COVID and stops production. You know that way. You don't want to be that person. So there was that sort of that care that you had to be very, very careful when you're sort of when you're doing anything. You know that way. Yeah. I just like I like I just stayed in my room, didn't do anything. I just stayed in my room you know, got food up to me. I didn't want to be in a situation where I caused any delays in any sort of any yeah. part of the production, you know, that way. And every actor was like that. And that was brilliant. But um, yeah, it, as it comes to your point, actually, that, yeah, like usually you always have people hanging around, but it wasn't as much on the set. You know what I mean? Everyone was in their bubbles and everyone was social distancing. And it was just, it was just a great, it was, it was, it was weird. I saw when I came back, actually, this is so funny. I was telling people when I came back in August, I forgot how to act. I swear to God, it's so weird. You could do all the preparation in the world, but when you get there and it's, everything is real, it's, 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 it's a bizarre situation. I forgot how to act. And I remember thinking, God, I'm only on when it feels like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You sort of like, you deliver your lines like, have I delivered that right? Even though you've done all the work, you're like, that does not feel okay. Yeah, it feels yeah. bizarre, you know what I mean? And everyone's like, don't worry about it. Like, we're all in the same position. We, we all feel like we can't, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, don't worry about it. We're all sort of in this, it's a real haze, you know, that way. Yeah. Even though when I look back at the scenes that we shot, I was like, holy, wow, it looks incredible. You know, that way, the, the tension is there, everything, mm. all the intentions are there. Yeah. But it, it, when you're filming it, it, it was so, it was so, I would say that to my agents and mates is like it was so weird being in it you know what I mean but you don't see that it's not reflective you know what I mean and the product that came out of it like it's just it's just a bizarre but then you got used to it you know once you you understood the protocols and, and the procedures and process you have to follow it became easier yeah it just became easier how long were you were you filming for for for, for your two episodes I think I did two or three weeks yeah yeah it might have been two or three weeks actually mm. those episodes are real heavy mm. really from a like concentration viewpoint because they're written like a play you know that way and 
and and the beauty about it actually i know jed did the first interview scene actually he directed that one actually because i think the, the director that was doing it i think he was in he thinks in australia actually and jed was lovely to me like he was really like you know i've seen your work i really like what you've done with this so far keep it up like he was real supportive and um i just remember just sort of that's what i'm looking for just it, the real it's 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 the concentration levels because the cameras so many cameras around you they're trying to capture all the the nuances of detail yeah, yeah. you know that way so like uh, and the fans of the show are absolutely incredible that every little thing you do they think that's a tell that's something do you know what i mean but mm. like sometimes like a, a mate of mine would text me so random he texts me something like he said something about my hands and he says like sort of i don't, I don't know like bear me for two sex like wasn't it? Oh my god! But you know, forget it. I'll come back to it. But he said something like, "Your hands, like you know, what I mean, if, if there was like, if there was, if there's something about Chekhov paraphrasing, like it was like a Chekhov play, watching my hands in the scene because people yeah. like they look at that granular detail so much. You go, that's a tell. Is that yeah. an urgent exit? But people yeah. pay attention to everything, and you might not be thinking that. You might be just going, "You're in the scene. You're not thinking of the little ticks that you're doing." Yeah. I remember seeing an interview. I think it was with like they talked about Anna's character when she was tapping her pen four times. And I just remember being in that scene. It's just like, and she said, it was nothing. It was literally just me trying to figure out the next thing I'm going to do, you know, waiting for my, thinking about what my next line is or yeah. what I'm going to cook that day. But that's a genuine, because the scenes are so long. Yeah, you yeah. try to create intentions in your yeah. head and you don't yeah, mean yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's some of the actions you do accidentally, you know, people pick up and go, oh, keep that in. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the beauty of the beauty, because you don't, you don't, you don't rehearse the scenes. And that's the beauty of it. They're very organic, these scenes. Like everybody knows what they're doing. Every actor is on it. Like Mark Hobson, brilliant. Agent up there are all on it. The minute you get in that room, Kelly, boom. It's so long, but they know their lines. Yeah. They're they're ready to go. And like those particular scenes, because they're like 40 minute each take. You know what I mean? And the concentration levels required, you know, everyone, it's sort of everyone's darts in here. You just need to make sure that you know what you're doing. Everyone's on it. Everyone's on the rhythm. And sometimes it finds like, once you do it a couple of times, it finds a very natural rhythm. It's not, you're not being direct to go, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. No, every yeah. actor finds their own natural rhythm within the scene. And that's why those scenes are so good because the actors are so good. You know what I mean? I, I always tell like, like, I think that's a really good sort of, if you're, if you're a good actor, when you're watching those in that scene, it's, it, it's, it, you see the naturalness of them, the, the, the sort of is an organic nature of it to it actually and watching them doing it they're just brilliant actors but they knew what to do do you know that way mm. there's a flexibility to them they didn't feel like confined in certain ways they're able to sort of their intentions are able to go in different ways because they all try things in different ways within yeah. their own you know it, it was just brilliant they're able to give enough to the director that they can sort of cut together and make the scene look as brilliant as it does so that, that's again that that's that again that's sort of a school of where an actor or a director sort of lets you get on with it do you know what i mean and i was quite lucky in the second thing the second interview scene the same thing actually the director again for that one was very much the idea to go it's organic we don't need to rehearse mm. that's just you know keep those intentions in your head you know that way whatever yeah. intention you're doing keep doing it that's all <laughs> i kept saying like whatever you're doing keep doing it because it's working you know yeah. because you've already created like like i, I think for like stuff i do I, I like i do create like sometimes i go in and you know i do a lot of preparation a part of that's creating a backstory to the character i just create a random backstory do you know what i mean and i'll type it up in my you know what i mean on word i'll just come up and i just it's almost like you know what i mean sort of keyboard tyree like my fingers just flying around because i've got an idea of what the character is and i just research background into the police and i do that bits of of yeah. work but then once you have that sort of structure or framework of what the character is then 
when you're doing the lines, that fra- it's naturally in there. So you're sort of like, ah, I've got the framework of the character, but also when I'm doing the lines, I'm delivering with that framework in mind. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it look much more natural. Um, and that worked. That's what I did for Line of Duty, and that worked for that. Like I think it worked for that anyway, because that made my text just going, please don't ruin one of the best shows on <laughs> British TV. Mixed reviews for the last episode of this season, but that's another story. Mm. But also you're talking about you're talking about a show, like you're saying these guys are ready, ready to roll. They know that there's a lot of pressure on it. So you know, guys, everyone got everyone's got to deliver the A game when we're on set, you know, because this show is like a top show at the moment. Incredible. And it'll grow and grow. Um, being the talk of the lockdown, really, you know, people just yeah, like, oh, line of duty. Oh, yeah, you don't know what's happening, line of duty. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, they, people binge watching it. It's 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 yeah. like the lockdown sort of like it's sort of been a period of binge watching shows and mm. lots of shows that didn't really have like certain sort of traction have gotten the traction since that you know what I mean yeah. like Light of Duty was one like I'd watched it since the very start mm. I've been a massive fan of it so like and, 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 and you don't want to convey that when you don't want to look like a fanboy when you're there because it's just <laughs> the worst like it really is the worst like like just for me personally I think I oh, don't do that like that's just embarrassing yeah. early. don't do that but <laughs> it's more like that like you you enjoy watching these actors perform and you enjoy watching them sort yeah. of you know just mo- like moseying around and it's just like to be part <laughs> of that world to be part of that architecture man is absolutely oh man i'm like i was buzzing once it's one of the ones you're sort of like well your mates sort of say mate you were allowed to do you're sort of like i could think like you know you did game of thrones you did a couple of things you bought like, something about man i don't know what it is about uh, manager you but sort of like yeah i did do that job uh, actually that's a really i really enjoyed that yeah that was yeah Bloody duty's kill, man. Yeah, so it's, I don't know what it is about it. Actually, that sort of yeah. People say to me all the time. I get a lot of messages from mates of mine just asking me, like, you know what I mean? Just like, what do you think? You know, what do you think of the ending, etc. Like, that's a different conversation. Yeah, like, actually, ah, yeah. I think every, each of their own, really. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I just I'm in a really good place. Actually, I've always mm. been in a good place. Actually, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really happy with life in general. But I'm not. I'm sort of hitting like as an actor starting to hit. Like it's really hitting a bit of a sweet spot. Actually, I don't know what it is. It's sort of the like I've like. It's it's weird. Like a lot of these big jobs I've done, actually, they're sort of I don't want to say confidence is the word, like because I've always been quite confident actually, but it just gives you a little bit more sort of oh I've done this job, this is cool, I've done that, I've done that, and it's sort of when you're when you're approaching different jobs, you know what I mean? You approach them with that ethic of everyone else that all the jo- other jobs that you've done and you see where I'm coming from, and also when I'm on jobs, I'm never afraid to like tell people stuff. I I've got like I'm like what do you want to know? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, happy yeah. to share my knowledge yeah. with you, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like, like, what is it like? People, like, get mates of mine that you know coming in the industry that are, you know texting me, going, "What do you think of this?" And I'm happy to give people my points of view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Happy to tell them what they need to do. Like, it's like, I, like I always say to it, like, you just need a really thick skin in this game. Actually, because mm. there's so much rejection. Actually, and, and as an actor, actually, like rejection is one that it's, it's it's a tricky thing. Actually, it's how you you react to it. Actually, and like a sort of, I just do other stuff. Like, I try not. I I used to sort of. There's a period actually where I'd sort of I'd focus more on work, and there's a period like like you didn't see your mates as much as you wanted to. And I just I can't remember, I think it was probably about four years ago, five years ago. I might got to a point where I was just like I don't want to sort of let my career dictate my life. To see where I'm coming from, yeah. I, I sort of like do you know what I mean. I started going on more holidays, started going on more trips, I started going back home more, hanging out with mates more. You know, I was just like this major guy. Oh, you got not you know? Can you put this on tape? And goes, yeah. Just tell them I'm not in Ireland. Tell them I'm not in the UK. I'm in Ireland. I could put it on tape and I'll send it to them. Whatever in two days, yeah. and that's literally it. They're actually always happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, if a job did come along, you're like, oh yeah, grand. I need to fly out today. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear, I hear people like being interviewed, actors and and. And talking about not saying no to jobs and like th- that's a hard light way to live because you're always going to be stressing about you know you know 
the what ifs, the FOMOs. I missed out, you know, like, but as you said, if you're, if you're confident in your own ability and, you know, and, and you're trying to live your life as well, because, you know, I'm sure the directors are living their lives, you know, they're waiting for the next job to come. Once that job comes, they'll be ready to go. Like you're ready for, if you're doing a, a blockbuster or like a big film, what, three months of your life away? Yeah. Or more, depending on yeah. the film. I mean, how long did you spend away uh, doing Game of Thrones? Was that a short period or was it long? That was, again, that was two weeks. Two weeks. That was two weeks job, actually. So that wasn't too long, actually. Like, yeah. like, I've, like I've done jobs that like sort of three months, you know, that yeah, way. Exactly. Um, so you get a long time away from home, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, 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 and it's so funny, actually, that like I saw, like I, I try not to, like I've tried to, like it's weird, actually. I got to a point, actually, where when I do jobs, I like to, I don't like to stay, I don't enjoy staying in hotels. I try and stay mm. in like um, B&Bs or Airbnbs where I can cook my own dinner, wash yeah. my own clothes. It's weird, isn't it? It's just those sort of home comforts, actually. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. Just stick me in it. They're like, like, you know, they're trying to stick you in hotels that are like quite expensive. You're like, don't worry about that, man. Just use that money and stick me in an Airbnb. I'll be fine. They're like, what? Really? Because yeah, yeah, I'm all right, mate. Trust me. I like those comforts. I, I don't know. It took me a while to sort of be able to say that, to be able to go, can I not do it this way? And they're like, yeah, yeah. of course you can. No one tells you that. Like, you start to have to try and work it out yourself. So like a lot of jobs, I tend to go, yeah, I just want me own. Like, give me a washing machine, yeah. Wi-Fi. You know, I mean, you know, I can go to Tesco's and cook me own dinner at Sainsbury's. Mate, I'm laughing, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a weird, it's a weird comfort actually, but I do enjoy that. It's, 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 it's deadly. Like, so yeah, that's my, that's like, I always say, like, if you get a chance to try and, you know, do your own things, you know, that way, stay at home, have your own space actually, because especially like, like I've noticed that now when I start doing like tape auditions when I'm away, you know, that way, having your own sort of, whether it be an apartment or like like a, a room in a house, actually, it's really like tell it's it's brilliant because the, the Wi-Fi tends to be a lot faster as well. Do you know what I mean? Like like it might like it's it's costing the production company next to nothing. Do you know what I mean? Actually, a lot better for them to send me to like an Airbnb or you know what I mean, yeah. then it is to stick me in a really pricey hotel. Yeah. Um, so and but it's easy for me because from that boy, I take like my I always take like a suitcase with my tripod and you know what I mean? Like, like I already have my phone. You know what I mean? That's a great camera on that for shooting auditions. And I take, yeah. one or two, like, I take one light with me. You know what I mean? So when you're on the go, you're always sort because of, you're always auditioning when you're away. It, it's it's mad, but in a great way, of course. It's it, it, it's in a it's in a brilliant way. Like I was in um God, I was just a few weeks ago actually. I just came back from I was in Estonia. Um, I was in Narva actually, and I was filming a movie called uh, On Merit to Six Twelve. It's like um, it's like a Finnish Estonian co-production. Oh, one of the like from an experience point of view oh my god it was incredible it was just snow yeah. it was minus 27 degrees and it was just it was the best crack i've ever had getting to shoot sniper rifles on a snowmobile ah oh, it was unbelievable unbelievable i got to work with this this director's been trying to work with me for ages um his name is aku uh, lumis and like he's a very famous finnish director and um he's just a nice bloke but apparently like i didn't notice major said like, he'd been trying to work with you for ages and different mm. things like really he's like yeah this is the first time he's actually been like oh yeah he's free cool can you come you know what i mean like he just like flew me out to like estonia and like we shot this place called narb which is on the border with russia and literally when we we're filming like <laughs> this is hilarious you can hear like the russians have like a test the russians have a testing ground where they test their ordinates and you can hear like <laughs> i was just like are they one of those coming for us it was it I... was the most incredible experience i've ever had on, on a film 
I, and I was working with him. It got um, a really brilliant finish actor called Jasper Pakanon. And he was in uh, Black Klansman with Spike Lee. Incredible Finnish actor. Just a lovely bloke, actually. Mm. And I, I said to my agent, like, that's when I came back from, I was like, that is one of the best film experiences I've ever had in my life. Thank you so much for this. Like, I just remember thanking us. I was like, what do you thank me for? I was like, just thank you. That's all I could say to you. It, 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 oh, like, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, how can I describe it? It's just, it was snow. It was so cold, minus 27 degrees. You know what I mean? You're in like the, the, like the arm, oh, the mercenary fatigues. You know what I mean? Like I play this like mercenary called Jonesy actually. He was like, <laughs> I can't even say much about it. I'm not really, apparently I'm not allowed to, but like he's, he's, br- <laughs> he's brilliant in it. That's all I can say is it was Very good. brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant to feel that. It was brilliant. And just getting to sort of work, you know what I mean? For like a few weeks I was there for, yeah. a few weeks in Estonia, just in that. It's just, it's like, it was like, like a winter wonderland, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the snow everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, like two or three foot high. It was just white. It was just, it was just incredible. Just, it, yeah. just like, it's just the most, it's just, I, I can I, I got so, so I found myself I'm rambling and talking about, but it's so hard to describe the experience, you know, that way. And it's just this business is the only one that gets you to experience things like that. Yeah. And I felt so lucky on this, actually, just the people that work. And I was a real, it was a, like it was an international cast, but mainly like, yeah. like really top draw French actors, Serbian actors, Russian actors, you know, Finn, you know, Finnish and Estonian actors, mm. and me. <laughs> It's just, it was incredible, you know, that mm. way. And then, so like that, I think that film, is, it's called Omerta 612. I think that comes out later on this year, actually, cool. they saying. But then I was like, I did another thing, actually. In between, I, was, I think it might have been just after. God, I'm trying to remember the jobs I've done. Just after I did Line of Duty. Oh, yeah, I did Innocent Series 2 with Catherine Kelly. Actually, she's the lead. And I don't know if you've seen the Series 1, Innocent, for ITV. I haven't, no. It's a, it's a brilliant who done it. Um, and I think series one was based on like it was I think it was with Lee Ingleby he played the lead and actually really good British act British actor, and he was also in Line of Duty too actually funny enough, um but he plays like you know he's a husband and his wife was murdered actually and he was blamed for this murder wrongly so when he gets out it's like a who done he's trying to track yeah, who did it and yeah. it's incredible and this season they're doing it with Catherine Kelly she's the lead in it um and she's like like you know again she was arrested for something that she was sent to jail for something that she didn't do and it's sort of she's trying to work out who murdered this school yeah. kid um and it's it's i have to say it, it it's really incredible mm. um catherine kelly's great in this it, it's it, like it was i think it's four episodes actually but yeah i'm in like i think most of it actually oh. um yeah so like it's a really great part um, and play a guy called alf so look out for that nice. i think yeah, that's yeah. i think that's out what are we in now I think ITV said it's out this month. I think I might got a message about that. Right, I'll check it out. Month. I'll definitely yeah. check it out. Now, when I said when I said I was speaking uh, to yourself and and having been in Game of Thrones and Lord of Duty, I'm just going to ask a couple of random just questions, just hit four questions. Um, I was going to say biggest fanboy moment, but really, you probably had a fanboy moment and when you're doing the everybody. Lord of Duty. <laughs> no, legit, look, just for every single person I've worked with, you have that fanboy moment with. Uh, like I've been so lucky. Absolutely, uh, like every single job I've done, I've been like I've been working opposite incredible actors. Mm. So there's like I, like it's a sort of like you have a momentary to go. Ooh, I'm working with you know I'm uh, Reese fans. Ooh, you know I mean I'm working with you know Agent Dunbar, or Martin mm. Thompson, or you know Paul Giamatti or Toby Jones or Michelle. Like it's just the, 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 the Peter Dinklage, just the sort of the yeah. names are endless. You know that way, and you sort of like every single one of them are just incredible people and just incredible actors so like it's a fanboy moment I mean it's every single job but only lasts about two minutes and I'm like oh, time to buckle down son and get like you know let's knock this out of the park okay here's my here's my last one okay sure. so you said earlier on you were talking about you you know we're gonna strategize 
with your age and you want to get yourself, you know, to work with bigger names per se. Uh, let's say, who would you love to work with that you've never worked with before? What, what, what Denzel Washington. Really? Denzel? Yeah, he's the Don for me. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, I've, like, this is Malcolm X, man. Do you know uh, what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it's like training day. God- oh, yeah. Training day. He's oh, the yeah. godfather. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. the one that, do you know, it's so funny. If, if there was a fanboy, it would be him. I would say I would, abs- I, I, I couldn't, I would probably lose my absolute S with him. I really would. Yeah, 100%. I think he's incredible. He's amazing. Oh. He's, he's just, he's just, he's the epitome of just brilliance, just yeah. genius, you know, presence. He's the master, man. That's, that's for me. Like, yeah, he's the one that like, yeah. <sighs> I'm not sure how I'd, <laughs> I don't think I'd be, I'd, I'd be, I'd struggle with my life. Because the thing about it is, it's just that, like, everyone's, there's something about him. You know what I mean? He, like, he's, he's got this sort of presence, like, and mm. he's got, like, everyone's just, like, all the people you work you're like, you know, don't mess up. I think with him, you're like, don't particularly mess up. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this fellow will just, like, you know, like, he's just brilliant. He's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll make you look silly. He makes everybody look, like, I don't say he makes everyone look silly, but he's just, he's that presence, man. He just acts people off the park, doesn't he? He's, he's just, He's incredible. He's the boss. But I think yeah. I, I think the reason why well here's here's my theory why you like Denzel um is because his preparation because I've heard him talking about like you know do something that challenges you every day you know like he what he always pushed himself yeah. to be better a better person not just a better actor being a better human you know and that's and that's exactly. a good quality to have especially with Denzel because that shows in his performance like exactly. training training day training day Malcolm X all these like really really like you know top John Q exactly he's, he's, yeah. just, he's raw yeah. the word is yeah. raw man. that's it that's, raw, that's it, it. Yeah. he's raw and everything man when you're watching him he's just like he leaves every single mm. line every mm. single thing he says it's punctuated he leaves mm. it all out there he, yeah. the emotions are left there it, every line is every word and everything he says is never wasted that's mm. the thing when you watch him it's never wasted and just that ability to like he, he just he knows what he is you know that way yeah. ah he's just he's, he's the master like i also putting that list samuel l jackson too i just think he's brilliant he's just he's just brilliant in everything you know that way so they're the two yeah they're the two i'd sort of like be like yeah but denzel mainly like he is okay. top of the food chain for me like he's the man yeah that's the master man that's my view yeah nice i always say that to people like yeah i think that's a good closer i think that is yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- thanks, was... Michael, for your time. It was, it was, it was an Shame, awesome job. Do you know, we could talk for hours, man. If, if, we could, man. If we brought the plaza back, man, we'd go back and have a few drinks. We'd now. go back and drinks. We'd go, <laughs> like, mate, we'll go back there and have a few jars, man. <laughs> at least, you're, at least your pubs are, are your pubs open over there now. They are actually, yeah, yeah. I've not had a chance to go into any at all, yeah, man. No, I've yeah. not. But so I've not had a chance because, like, moving into this new, I've had to do, mm. like, you know, since I come back from filming, actually, I've had to sort of do the domestic things, you know, that mm. way, you know what I mean, to try and sort a lot of stuff at home, actually, you know what I mean? So it's been good to sort of, you know, do things at home. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, actually, it's yeah. nice to be back, actually. Yeah. Um, You know, that I'm not like, you know, I'm not wearing layers upon layers of clothes. <laughs> You know, so uh, no, I'm happy, I'm delighted to be back. But of course, like you're always waiting for the next thing. Yeah, but like, yeah. I, I think the good thing, the beauty about it is that I don't feel that. You know, I mean, oh my god, I feel that pressure. I need to do the next job. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's, I'm weirdly content, man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just, you know, like we're happy to wait. Let's see what the next job comes yeah. on. You know that way, actually. So it's, um, it's kind of a good place a bit... to be as well because if, yeah. you, if you wait a bit longer, you might get something that you want more than something that will turn up straight away and go. I'll take that mm. and I'll take away for six weeks or whatever. And you're like, yeah like do you really want to do it actually yeah. it's like, but i've been quite lucky actually that like my agent's so smart actually they're really smart guys that you know a lot of stuff that's come through has been really good stuff actually 
Uh, they're just really good stuff. They're really meaty, chunky, just, you know, really comp- like really a lot of depth in the roles actually that's coming through now, actually. So you're spending more time yeah. sort of reading stuff and figuring things out, actually. So like, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great position to be in. Like I feel quite like I feel blessed, actually. It's not mm. easy for actors actually out there. And I think anyone that thinks that it's sort of, it's, it's easy. It's not, there's so much graft and there's so much mm. rejection and, and there is sadness actually. And, and, it can, and there are, parts of it can take a toll on your mental health and i think it's mm. important that you don't let that you try and live your life as well like like i think like it's it took me so many years to recognize that. i wish somebody had said to me in my when i sort of you know get trying to get on you know up the ladder in a sense that the sunset seemed like just enjoy your life mate you know i mean go see your mates go hang out with them go have your drinks don't be afraid to go to these weddings do certain things like now i'm doing like i'm flying out like i'm the first person to go the lads are like oh we're going to go for like you know like gin testing i'm the first name like yeah, yeah cool when you know what i mean when do you want me to book my flight <laughs> <laughs> but, but in that living in that you know stay you know living your life you can yeah. probably again if a role comes up you might have you might it. have an experience that you can probably use to add to exactly. that character you know what i mean so exactly okay, that's a fit. maybe it's not gin tasting but still it's gonna be something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah but that, but that, that is that's the one i always remember yeah, yeah. the last thing we, i done with the lads actually was that we got to we went to a place and i think it was in, it's in I, thought, oh, crap, I need to get the thing was in drada i think it was that uh my betty's town i think it was she's yeah little, i think i've seen that little, gin yeah it's got it's a gin stall. It looks nice. Gin yeah. school, the gin school. Yeah. So I went to gin, that's it. You make your own gin. I still have the bottle in the house, actually. Nice. I'm not drank a lot of it, but like, I just remember we did that together and that was the best crack I've ever had, like with the lads. Like, it was brilliant. I just remember just flying back home and I remember I'd sort of done one or two auditions in the time. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. yeah, don't worry. But I did the auditions. I was like, all right, let's go back to this gin yeah, school. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, so it's been able to sort of, you're right. It's been able to sort of live your life, but used of life experiences in a mm. sense to sort of try and do, because there's a weird thing when you approach jobs, actually. Like, I find myself when I'm approaching work, it's much more. I'm not like, oh my God, I need to get this job. It's more like, cool, what work do I need to prepare? Get as much research done as I can for this particular mm. role. And I tend to, like, I'm always reading scripts. I'm always like, mm. like, you know, it's important to read the scripts so you understand where the story's going, but also to understand who the character is. But then it's up to you to put the meat on the bones of that character on top of that to try and make him as three-dimensional as possible. I think yeah. that that's a part of it as well, to not make him boring. Yeah. Um. You know. So yeah. That that's that's just always that's been my process actually. But living your life is so important actually. But like when the job comes along, hundred percent, and it's you know do it. Mm-hmm. You know that way actually. But at the same time, like you know, you can always go. You know, don't be afraid. Like, well, I'm in the middle of like whatever. I'm in Drada. Can you get me a fly from here? And you know, nine times out of ten, they can. They're yeah. like, all right, cool. You just you know fly out from here. That's fine. I'm like, all right, cool. Happy days. You yeah. know, happy days. Yeah. So it, it could be done. <laughs> that's okay, Michael. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, as I said, we could talk for days. Uh, yeah, thank you for man. thank you for coming on on board for a chat. That's deadly. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one, Hot man. Uh, I'll reach out to you soon. Right, take it easy. Yeah, please, right. brother. Take care. I'll see you. Take Hot it man. easy. I'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, that was Michael Yari. What a character. What a lovely guy. He's from um, Tala, uh, same as myself, Tala. And he is an actor. He's living in London. He's just t- talking about his process and, and what he's been up to in London, some of the some of the works he's done, some of the TV, stage, uh, film he's done. Once again, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked this episode, please like, share, comment, share with a friend who likes a podcast. And once again, guys, my name is Shane. Remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy. Bye-bye.